You're listening to the Toot Sleuth Podcast. Hosted by Greg Essenmacher. Welcome to the Tooth Sleuth Podcast, all about the business of dentistry. I'm Greg Essenmacher, your host, and I'm honored you've chosen to spend time with us as I speak with industry leaders on the dental landscape from their perspective. On today's episode, I'm excited to welcome my friend Gary Bird. Gary is the founder and leader of SMC National, a dental marketing agency, which uses a data-heavy approach to help dentists and group practices generate more new patients at a lower cost per patient. A compulsive entrepreneur who leads by putting people first. Gary, his agency, SMC, has made the Inc. 5000 list in 21 and 2022. Grown 5x in size since the beginning of 2020. And people in the dental industry trust him, which means they've been able to build their business almost entirely through referrals. Welcome, Gary. Thanks so much for being here today, buddy. That's awesome. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm excited to have this conversation with you today. Absolutely. And you know, okay, so let's just let, let's put cards on the table, right? We, we've had many conversations, Gary, marketing. There's so many marketing companies out there promising so many different things. Just as I talk to clients about differentiation in the space that I'm in, let's talk about differentiation of SMC. What do you do to differentiate in all of the noise of the marketing companies that are in the dental space? Such a good question. So number one, we consider ourselves growth partners. So what's the difference between a marketing agency and a growth partner? A traditional marketing agency is somebody who you pay for activities. So maybe it's building a website or running SEO or running ads and and all those things are great, right? And, And you need a lot of those things. However, those are activities. They don't necessarily give you a clear outcome, which is you want more new patients sitting in your chair of a particular kind of treatment and you don't want to have to cut through all of this nonsense trying to figure this out. So you hire somebody who understands each step of the patient journey until that patient lands in the chair and you actually have them accepting some kind of treatment. So we measure success by not the number of leads that someone gets, not by how high they rank, not by how many clicks they get on their website, not even by how many phone calls they get. We measure success when we start seeing your team converting on the phones or or in the chair of the right kind of treatment. And that's when we know we're winning. And then when we have a clear cost per start, if we're talking about full arch, you want to know what is your cost per start to actually get somebody in the chair and accepting treatment. And that's what you really want to partner with people on because that's the result that you're actually looking for at the end of the marketing journey. Right. And I, I, I love what you're talking about because it's it, it's great to measure. It's great to have metrics, but it depends on what you're measuring, right? It depends on the actual result. If you're getting results that matter, that hit the top line, but also that hit the bottom line. And something that I've been passionate about lately and talking about is this pipeline management, right? So especially in the fixed full arch lane that I live in, breathe in, and all of my listeners know about. And one of the things that I talk a lot about is Absolutely. Right. So the leads have to come in, right? The cost per start you're talking about, the patient acquisition cost, if you will, or the customer acquisition cost. In full arch, it's huge because that conversion of a twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollar case, you can reduce that patient acquisition cost either on converting day of 
or soon thereafter, like a day or two after if they you know, need to go home and talk to a spouse or you're just trying to figure out the financing, things of that nature. But then that pipeline management, for those that don't say yes and you're trying to reactivate as they talk about in general dentistry, talk to me a little bit about that. I know you're on more of the, well, you're on the growth side. I was going to say on the marketing side, but talk to me about that because there seems to be piecemeal of parts along the way. But what has your experience been from what you've seen because you're so active in helping patients? Or, or I'm sorry, your clients grow. Uh, what have you seen in that area? Okay, so there's I'll, I'll I like frameworks, right? The frameworks help us understand things. So there's I have a framework that I kind of work through of three different kinds of offices out there that want to attract full arch. So we have our we have our um, oral surgeons who are largely uh, referral based. They've gotten all of their patients from GP offices for years. You have your GP offices that now are adding full arch to their practices. I know you help a lot of people. You've helped a lot of people that I know uh, with their offices implement full arch systems into their into their practices. And then you have these surgical centers that are popping up that are only full arch. Like that's all they do, like a clear choice or or, or somebody like that, that they are only doing one thing. They don't count on any referrals. They're only direct to to consumer marketing. And so each of those people are going to have different needs or different understanding or comprehensions of marketing. And just because they've experienced different things, right, in their life, they've gone through different uh, stages in their practices, and that's caused them to view things in very different lights. So let's talk through those. So first, let's start with the the guy, the surgeon, uh, the 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 oral surgeon who's only gotten. GP referrals for for all of their full arch cases. And now they've started started to notice that their referrals are starting to drop. Yeah. And the referrals, that's I call it the hub and spoke model. That's that traditional model of where full arch has really been coming from for most of uh, the historical pieces of full arch. Yeah, go ahead. And and to be honest with you, they've gotten the best of both worlds. So they've gotten for a long time. It's starting to change now, but they didn't need to market. They basically got free free leads or free patients to refer to them. Someone else did all the selling for them, and they could pretty much charge whatever they wanted because it was it was a referral. So it was like charge top dollar and just get the ones that say yes, and you win, right? And you really just do a great job, right? That's been amazing. But that's now going away. Why? Because these GP offices are starting to do some of these cases themselves. So that leaves, yes, some of the more complicated cases, but again, there's more competition now. People are Googling now. People are doing their research before they come in for the referral. So those what, what these practices are starting to realize is, oh man, we need to change something. We need to do direct to, con- uh, to consumer. Here's the problem though. All of their systems are set up for patient referrals. Why is that different than, than marketing? Well, a patient referral or a doctor referral, if a doctor is referring these patients over or a patient's referring them over, someone else has already done all the selling for you. So if you don't answer the phone call on the first one, they'll call back. If you don't have an appointment for two weeks, that's okay. If you present the treatment and then they have to go back to their GP office to get another quote, they're fine with that because someone else has already set the stage for that. A marketing patient, none of that works. They will not come in. You know, I see these guys sometimes they're like, well, maybe if we charge $200 for a consultation, that will get us more quality patients. It's not how it works. Or they'll show up for sure. You won't have the no-show rate so high at you know 20%, 30%, 50% or something outrageous if they're dealing with it. Yeah. 
Hi everyone, sorry for the interruption. Greg Essenmacher here, founder of GNA Consult. Just want to take a brief moment and let you know if you're a practice owner, office administrator, or group practice administrator and looking to add, grow Full Arch for your location, improve same store sales, or learn more about what Full Arch can do for your production numbers and profitability, reach out to the show and book a discovery call today. Our expert experience team, we're here to help. So most of your team, like your phone, your front desk, they're not equipped to handle marketing patients. They're not equipped to 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 present fees, uh, these larger fees. You're not equipped to explain to the the patient how their how much their fees are going to be because you're just kicking the referral over to somebody else. So you're only going to give them half information. I'll give you an example. It's kind of like if you get, were driving your car down the street and you get in a really bad accident and you take it into the shop. And then you say, how much is it to fix this? And they go, it's $20,000. And you go, okay, great. That's for the whole thing. No, no, no. That's just for the mechanical and the body. You're going to then need to take it somewhere else and get it painted. Well, how much is that? I don't know. You're going to have to talk to them. (laughs) Would you do that? No. You're going to be like, okay, I'll go talk to them or find somebody else to do it all in one place. That's a lot of these these old school offices are just like, hey, it's going to be $20,000, $30,000 plus restorative, but you got to go over there and talk to them. You're literally, it's literally impossible to close those leads. You will never get a yes in that situation. So that's one group. Then we have the GP offices. The GP offices, totally different. They're very customer centric. They're very like, just put the customer first and, and make it very easy for people to come in. And they've already done marketing. The difference is here is with GP marketing, when you have somebody call in and say, hey, I want to come in for hygiene or hey, I'm in pain. I need to get a, an extraction or get a filling or a root canal or something like that. Those offices are just going to get you in right away. They're going to help you. And it's a it's a very short buying cycle is what we call it. Meaning from the moment that the patient realizes they have a need to the time they have that need fulfilled, it's like a week. Uh, yeah. Full arch is long buying cycles. Meaning it sometimes takes a year or longer that these people are thinking about it, Googling it, going to appointments, coming to your office, maybe second or third, they're high dental IQ. And so your team has to be equipped to be able to answer those questions. So one of the, the educated we, patient. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And so one of the things that we do to really help these offices is we, it's actually a requirement, unless you have a really clear system, is we do all the lead nurturing for you because you're going to get for every 10 leads, you might only get one or two qualified patients. And so do you have somebody who's going to sit there and wade through those and figure that out and really get to the qualified patients? So that way you're only getting qualified patients that are coming to you. The answer is probably no. So for every $5,000 you spend on full arch marketing, you got to spend two hours a day of lead nurturing every day. So do you, if you're spending 10 or $20,000 on this marketing, do you have a full-time person that that's all they're going to do? Of course not your team's already tapped out and they don't have a lot of room. So that's the big difference there. Now to the here's where it gets really interesting. These surgery centers or these uh uh you know the clear choices of the world are popping up everywhere and they're marketing like crazy. So you are now competing against people that all they do is full arch and some of them are competing on price, so they're making the prices really low. Some are competing on finance, so they're making the monthly payments really low. And some are competing because they're saying, we're the experts, this is all we do. So they're they're competing from a quality standpoint. All of that just creates more competition and just makes it harder for everybody uh, who's trying to get these kind of treatments. So those are the three markets there. 
And each of them have a different answer of how to solve it or how to attack it. Yeah. And I think that that's really clear. And for, you know, myself and clients that I work with and the understanding I have, and, you know, everybody uses a little bit different terminology. You know, the first category, I call it the hub and spoke, right? That's a traditional model of referral. You know, those patients are a lot different when they come over for that referral to the surgeon, right? The person who's going to place, whether it's the oral surgeon, the periodontist or a surgical prosthodontist, whatever the case may be. The others, right, the GP office or the surgical centers, that's all done under one, one roof. And so it's a one-stop shop, and that's a different type of uh, opportunity for sure. And you do have the educated patients now who do have a better understanding, and they are shopping around more. I'm curious. I, I want to go back to when you were talking about the lead nurturing piece, uh, because I think this is really uh, you know, an important piece to talk and drill down a little bit more into for my listening audience. When you have those leads that are coming in, right, from the external marketing, and whether it's on, you know, pay-per-click Google ads or any of the platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, I mean, I, we could go on and on and on, right? I'm sure there's other, Messenger Pigeon, you know, banners, somebody with a, a sandwich sign. I'm kidding. They probably don't. Well, maybe they do. I don't know, standing outside of a shop. I've seen when people you try have that. Yeah, right. You have that opportunity. What you talk about, though, about for every 10 leads, maybe one or two being qualified, there are different philosophies, even with clients that I work with. Some are just bring any consult in and we'll figure it out here. And others are, let's be a little more restrictive. You know, they'll have qualifying questions in a, a, a fill form or a survey is a more common term for that. You know, asking like, what is your credit score? Where's the range of it? You know, and those types of things are even more restrictive where there's a deposit to come in for a consult or, you know, to pay for it and it'll be applied towards treatment that you have done. I'm curious with that, right, that in your experience, because it sounds like you have a, a team that can actually do that, that lead nurturing, you call it, right, call center, lead generation, lead call reps, whatever the case may be. What have you found to be some of the most challenging parts of that when working with a client, a new client onboarding? Because that really is the big uplift for, you know, somebody who might be listening who says, yeah, I kind of want to get involved with this and what, you know, the steps that to really get there from where they are today to saying, yeah. I'm going to dip my toe in the water, do so successfully. Yeah. Don't dip your toe in the water. That's <laughs> if you're going to play this game, you're, you're not, this is not, you know, literally baseball. If you're going to play this game, it's very expensive. It's very rewarding. It's probably from what I've heard from clinicians, this is some of the most rewarding treatment that you can do because you literally transform people's lives. But just because you are prepared clinically to do a procedure, does means nothing about your team and actually getting the patient into the office. And what most people don't realize is that your office is literally littered with just these huge bombs that are going to go off as the patient's trying to get in. And a lot of this has to do, let's just walk through it. Like, does your front desk understand what full arch is and how much it costs? Does your, does your schedule, the way your schedule is structured, do you understand, does your team understand how to actually schedule these so you have enough time to have that conversation? Does your treatment coordinator, have they ever presented treatment this big before? And, and your dental assistant, do they understand? Like all these things come into play. And so if you're going to do marketing, you really have to understand that and then get your team up to speed. And so I love working with people like yourself because you actually literally do a lot of that. And then for us, what we've realized, we started our biggest obstacle when we first started in this. So someone came to us and said, can you figure out how to market full arch? And we were like, yeah. So we started doing it for some of our clients and we realized right away, like, oh, they can't answer the, they don't have enough manpower to literally follow up on all these leads. And what most people don't realize is that 
outside of the word dentist, the highest search keywords are like around implants. And the reason for that is you have 10,000 baby boomers retiring every single day, which is wild. Like when you think about that, every single day, 10,000 people are, 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 are moving into retirement, which means they're going to need this kind of treatment. And they're doing tons of research. And most of the answers that they're getting are just not the right answers. They want to know what's the difference between this one and this one? How, what's the cost difference between this and this? How long is this going to last me? And you just don't have that information out there. Then when you move into like, even on the clinical, uh, move away from the clinical side and you move into the marketing side, there's not a lot of information out there around just marketing for full arch. You kind of have to figure it out yourself or pay people a ton of money to do that. So, and we have, I, when I realized this, I saw an opportunity and that's why we created, uh, and I'm excited to have you there speak there, the full arch advantage event. And this is a place where we're going to actually lay out a full playbook around create, convert and closing full arch. And the reason we're doing that is because we realize there's no one place that you can go to get all the information, even for the doctors to look at and to consume and to consider. So these are, these are some of the obstacles that we face. And, and again, we're also competing against the clock because a lot of these bigger players in the market are, are building their own internal marketing teams. And they're really good because they only have one thing to do. Just get full arch cases. That's all they focus on. So you're competing against somebody that this is all they do and they don't do anything else. And now you're kind of stepping into their territory or into their arena versus these other guys that are focusing on clear aligners, which is a different marketing technique. Full arch, different marketing technique. Implants, that's a little bit different. GP, totally different. Emergency marketing, different. Like all of these are different skill sets when it comes to marketing and operations. And so you got to really understand that this is a serious, serious thing. If you're going to jump into it, you have to jump in all the way and it's going to, it costs money. Um, I think the average uh, cost per start for marketing patients around this, you're going to be somewhere if you're like fully optimized, the most amazing, everything operational, everything working perfect marketing, you're going to be at the low side in the high thousands. And then you're going to be all the way up to $3,000. And what that means is you can get to the place where every time you invest to $3,000, you're getting someone to say yes. Well, that's a lot more expensive than on the GP side where you might be paying $100 to $200. And so it's a totally different ball game that you're playing. So again, when you say dip your toe in, I, I almost think like you're, you're, you're probably going to fail and it's going to be, be very painful. Well, and like you're talking about, it's not a matter of it's when you're optimized that you can get to that point where it's, you know, 1500, 2000, if you're really chugging along and doing fantastic, not, you know, okay, here's $2,000, give me another patient. Here's $4,000, give me two patients. It doesn't work that way, which, right? And so, you know, having patience for patients and really getting your team optimized and getting things lined up is critically important, which, you know, it leads me into, you know, a question when we are talking about differentiation, but really branding, when those GPs are wanting to step into the realm of, you know, into the big boy realm of those, uh, you know, clinics that are doing this, surgical centers that are doing it day in, day out, have their operations smoothed out, landed, you know, what are some of the pieces that they can do to help brand themselves and differentiate themselves so they at least can be successful, not by dipping their toe in the water, but, you know, getting involved and having things in place once they do, how can they brand themselves? 
themselves, differentiate themselves in that space, and then really make sure that they have things lined up so they can follow patients, cases, investment all the way through? Yeah. So this is a really, really good question. And you have to be really careful how you do this because here's the thing. If you go full, if you go into like full arch, like all the way and you're like, all right, we're, I actually had a doctor that we worked with at one point and they were a GP office and they were pretty successful. Uh, they were doing a couple hundred thousand dollars. They were in a smaller market a month. They were doing a couple hundred thousand dollars a month in GP. And they were like, we really want to grow. We want to become the full arch guys up here and in the smaller market. And what I was trying to explain to them was, that's great. I hope you can pull this off. However, if we just go into your website and just do all full arch and do this like high-end technology, full arch type website, and you still expect that all these GP patients are going to come, they're not. Because the mom who's looking for value and bringing her family in somewhere to get their teeth cleaned is different than somebody who's looking to spend $50,000 on treatment. So you have to, it's not that you can't list that you do full arch on your GP website. It's that you have to keep them a little bit at arm's length and almost keep them separate. Not, not, it doesn't have to be completely separate, a different name or anything like that. You just have to be careful. If you move too fast, I've seen people really, really hurt themselves and hurt their bread and butter. And the reason for this is that it's two different business models. In, in the dental space. And most people don't think of it this way. So uh, I call one the Netflix model and the other the Mercedes model. So let's talk about the Netflix model. Well, how does Netflix make money? Every month I pay them $25 and it's recurring. So they know how much money they're going to make next month and the month after that and the month after that. They figure out their attrition and then they figure out how to market and make sure that their marketing beats their attrition. So they always grow. Pretty simple, right? That's a recurring model. That's the GP model. The GP model is get them into hygiene. When they need work done, they're coming back every six months. Eventually, you'll get all the work from them. You get 100% of all the work that they ever need for the rest of their life or for the next 10 years. And it really works because it's a, it's a recurring model. That's a recurring business model. The full arch is the Mercedes-Benz model. How does that work? Every month, you sell cars. And your salespeople go out and they get commission and they sell the cars. And then, and then once that month closes on June 30th, the month closes July 1st, the next month starts. Guess what Reset you have to do? To zero. <laughs> You're back at zero. And you have to sell again and you have to market again. You can never turn off marketing. You can never turn off sales. You can never stop paying commission on sales. Like you have to reset every single month at zero and sell. If you ever stop selling cars, you go out of business like in a month or two. Like it doesn't, it doesn't take very long to go out of business in that kind of model. It's a sales model, right? That's full arch. At any given time, if you ever pull back, like the business just disappears and goes away. So now people might hear that and get a little bit nervous. So here's how I would brand myself or really put myself in the right position. Clinically, go learn clinically what you need to do. Number one. Number two, work with someone like Greg who helps you put the systems in so you have a working model, so your team's aligned on how to make sure that you make patients happy. And then from there, start internally. Don't spend any, don't even spend money on marketing yet. Start internally and start seeing if you can put a patient through your system and that everybody gets it and make sure that you're comfortable with this. Once you get a, one or two patients to come through and you've, you've turned internally, 
that, okay, yeah, we got, we realized somebody needed full arch instead of referring it out. We kept it for ourselves and we can do it. Now we want to start having conversations around marketing. Now we want to start having conversations around, okay, if we spend 10 or $20,000, which is not a big budget in full arch, just, I want to throw that out there for right, the It's not much at all. <laughs> it's not much at all. These are small budgets in this space. Um, so you're spending 10 or $20,000. Now, how many patients will that get us? And now you can start working with somebody like us who says, okay, we're going to spend this much money. Here's what it should be on starts. Here's all the pitfalls that the patient's going to fall in before they even get to your front door. Let's help you start closing those. And it really is a, a partnership. Like just like working with you as a partnership, yep. you don't just hire Greg and say, okay, Greg, figure it out. Greg's going to have like 4 billion questions for you and help you piece it together <laughs> to work true. for you. And it's same with us. If you just say, here's $10,000, here's $20,000, figure it out. We're not going to be successful. It's truly a partnership and, and we have to level up along with you as you grow. And then once you start getting that nailed down, then you're off to the races and, and everybody can really win. Um, and, and again, once your treatment coordinator gets a taste of this kind of treatment, they're going to love it. Once the doctor starts having patients cry in their chair saying, thank you for changing my, my life, they're going to love it. Once your front desk gets on board and understands how to schedule people and really understands where to put them, they're going to love it too, because you're going to love it. So it, it's great when it works. It's just, the biggest thing is just understanding what you're getting into before you get into it. Yeah. And for those of my vendor partners that are out there, because I have a lot of those that listen to the podcast as well, you know, the Netflix versus the Mercedes model, I always talk about it as the consumables versus the capital equipment salespeople. The consumables come in every month and then the capital equipment, it's a one and done. So it's That's just, so good. just to relate it over to the Netflix Mercedes. All right, Gary. So every guest on the Tooth Sleuth podcast plays a game. It's not really a game, but it's three questions, and it's called, What the Sleuth is Going On? Three rapid-fire questions. Your first impression at each of the questions. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. All right. Question number one. What is the worst bad breath you've ever encountered? Probably my own. Drinking way too much coffee. Um, yeah, that, I've, I've had times where just drinking coffee throughout the day, and I can like feel the caffeine and the coffee on my breath. They probably gargle uh, uh, peanut butter, as they say. So yeah, that's uh, I'd definitely probably put myself there. Yeah, you know what? That's that's good vulnerability. Proud of you. I, I actually had that experience in a client's office a couple weeks ago. We were back in an operatory and I could literally smell my coffee breath. And I was like, really? You're in dental, bro. Like you can't do I work from home though. So it, like for me, it's just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm either throwing my family under the bus or, you know, that's about it. So that, that was an easy one. Good for you. All right. Question number two. If you could change one thing about your smile, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. So I used to have bottom... Well, I'm, I'll say this. Number one, I'm scared of the dentist. So I've always struggled going to the dentist consistently because I'm just scared of needles and poking and all those kind of things. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to try to overcome this. And so I started going to all my cleaning appointments regularly, all those kind of things. And I was getting a tartar buildup back here, but it was because my teeth were a little bit crooked. And not, it wasn't horrible, but it was just a little bit. And it would, it would hide. The tartar would hide behind the teeth that were overlapped a little bit. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do clear liners. So I went and did clear liners. And uh, 
that that really helped me. And now I keep really up to date on everything. And just understanding that like a lot of it, uh, this was the biggest thing for me. A lot of it, uh, dental is not like you talk about the cosmetics, right? I want wider, I want straighter, right? Or those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it ties into just your overall health too. So it's not just the cosmetics of, hey, my teeth are straight. But for me, it was like, my teeth are straight. So now I'm not getting this buildup anymore. It's made my gums healthier. And just understanding that whole journey. Now to dentists, they might think like, duh, we've been saying this forever. <laughs> but for a patient, from a patient, I'm not clinical. Like I don't, I don't know that stuff, right? So for me to overcome my fears, to get into the chair, regularly go to the dentist, and to have my hygienist recently tell me, Gary, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. That was big for me. So I, I wouldn't change anything about my smile now, but that that little journey that I had there was big for me. Nice. And, and he does have a good smile. So for all the listening audience, I can see it because I can actually see each other. It's better for a conversation. And it is true. So yeah, absolutely. And, and it, there is such a huge connection between oral health and overall health. And I'm glad they're really starting to promote that more and more in the industry. So kudos to all of you in the industry that are uh, moving that initiative forward. Okay. Question number three. If you could go back and be the inventor of any dental product, which one would you choose and why? Any dental product? Yep. Which ones are patentable? Which ones can you put patents on? <laughs> like clear, I, I'm first thing was like clear liners, but then it's like everybody just copies it now. Um, so what, what ones are patentable? Like, I don't, I don't, man, that's such a good question. Gary, the business mind. <laughs> yeah, whatever one's patentable, whatever one that everybody uses. Okay, so I remember one guy that I used to work with, his dad invented those things that you put in the mouth that like open the mouth a certain way for x-rays and stuff and they patented it. And he's just like, yeah, my dad, every time one of those are bought, he gets like two bucks or something like that. And uh, everybody uses them, you know what I mean? So whatever that is, that's what I would do. I would definitely want to create something that people could just rip off and copy and... and and. Uh, and, and go that direction. Gary wants to be independently wealthy with something that everybody uses. I love it. All right. Well, I want to respect your time before we wrap up here, which we just have a few minutes left. Gary, what have I not asked you that you want to share with my listening audience? Um, we have the Full Arch Advantage event coming up August 18th and 19th. Greg is actually speaking at it. And we are super excited about this. We believe it's the first event of this kind uh, on the topics that we're covering. I think bits and pieces of it have been done before, but this is uh, the first that every everything's brought into one room and, and really uh, broken down in a way that you could learn to do yourself. So our whole goal with these kind of events is to teach these things on how to create a patient opportunity, how to convert that opportunity, and how to close the patient, get them to say yes, all in one setting where you can tie it all together. And the best part is you can bring your whole team and get them excited about doing more full arch. So that way your whole team's bought in, you have the playbook in your hand and you can execute it on yourself if you wanted to. And Gary probably doesn't want me to say this, but just look up any of my socials or on my LinkedIn and you can find my discount code <laughs> if you want to go to the event for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Gary. So where can people find you if they're interested in getting in touch with you or SMC Marketing? Um, where can they do that? And we'll make sure we get it in the show notes. Yeah. If you want to get a hold of me, I have several podcasts. We have uh, They're all on our website, smcnational.com. I, I think I have... 
five webs or four podcasts that we do. So um, that that you can uh, see all there, and we have one specifically around full arch. And then um, the personally, you can reach out to me at the Gary Bird. That's my social media handle. I post funny business videos and just stuff that I like to do. It has nothing to do with dental because sometimes people get bored of that. So um, so I post about just interesting business stuff. Um, I recently did a video on uh, the customer service at drive-thrus at Starbucks and things like that. And oh my gosh, it, you have got to go and watch this. I think it was it between Starbucks and McDonald's. No, it was the ketchup packets that got me. And it inspired me to post something when I was at a hotel chain and their uh, their lounge. So it's very comical. I, what was it? Can I get 44 ketchup packets? Yeah, I asked in and asked? out for... So I asked them for three three ice cubes in my water and 40 packets of um, of uh, ketchup and fries that were well done and uh, an onion, a raw bag of raw onions on the side. <laughs> and they did all of it. They didn't do the ketchup packet. So I was like, they gave me four instead of 40. I did another one where I asked them to, at Starbucks, to blend the um, the water for ice me. water. Yeah, the yeah. Ice so water. I was like, I want to blend it. I want it slush. They did it. Yeah. And and here's the thing. People are like, why do you make videos like that? Well, number one, it's interesting to me. Like customer service is a very interesting thing to me. But also, those are some of the hardest jobs and some of the lowest paying jobs is working with pain in the butt people in drive like you, <laughs> like me. Now I tip them. I always like, hey, let me tip you. Like I I I take care of them. I my first job I worked at Dairy Queen. So. I'm also doing, I have another series of videos coming out around inflation where I was interviewing um, people in the parking lot at gas stations about inflation and the cost of gas. What are you cutting back on? I, I find that kind of stuff fascinating. So, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Gary Bird from SMC National, SMC Marketing for your insights today. Uh, I look forward to when this gets published, which will be very soon. And also seeing you at the Full Arch Advantage Conference, which again, to be able to create, convert, and close uh, you know, every part of the process from the, the Full Arch uh, perspective. So thanks so much. Appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, my friend. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Tooth Sleuth Podcast, sponsored by GNA Consult, helping dentists and dental professionals maximize their potential. From vision to execution, creating business strategies that work. Reach out to the show to get more information. Signing off for now, I'm Greg Essenmacher. I thank you for your time and the pleasure of your company. And remember to keep smiling. This podcast was produced by T-Door Productions. Theme song written by The Whole Other.